0: Why do I have to
1: sing the song? <laughs> That's so weird. Hello. Hey, Merlin, how are you? Good morning, Dad. I'm very well. How are you? Oh, good <laughs> I Just the he- voice is back.
0: The vo- your voice? The oh, v- the old voice, the old timey. Hello. It's good. Well, <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Hello, friend. Hello, Jerry. Hello. Hello. Oh, ho, ho, ho.
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good morning. Uh, it's a beautiful morning in San Francisco.
0: Yeah. What's going on up way up there?
1: Oh, you know, the sun finally came out a little bit, came out of the closet, uh, opened the windows a little bit, you know, do, 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 do,
0: that kind of thing. Oh, good.
1: How, how, how's life in, uh, what do you say, ATX? How's hey, life there?
0: ATX, it's good. It's the same. There's no change whatsoever. <laughs> Everything is good.
1: I still declare a one month ban on all optimism. <laughs> no optimism. <laughs> Everybody, keep doing what you're doing. I hear
0: Maybe.
1: that. I hear that too. Hello. This is what I hear.
0: Hello, I heard it.
1: Ah. Oh, it's a big week. It's been a huge week. It's uh, Tuesday, April 7th. It's the optimistic day. And I think we have a few items of follow up. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: sure. <laughs> we did the one drawer project. We can talk about that. Okay. I got more to say about uh, the about, uh, D script.
0: Oh. oh, what are you going to talk
1: about today, Dan? What's what's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, I mean, we have uh, some listener feedback,
0: yes, which we could yes. do at at the, perhaps a later segment of the uh, of the show. Yes, uh, but uh, you know, it's status quo. One of the things I did want to mention uh, or discuss with you as a topic. Uh-huh. Is uh, is the, the whole idea of working from home in that it's new for a lot of people, but not for me and you. You and I have done it for a long time. And uh-huh. uh, and so I thought that maybe there were I had a few things that I realized that I do. It's it's one of those things that if you know, if you've been driving since you were 16 years old. Uh, It it might not occur to you to say, oh, and you, you know, you you use your finger and you flick the turn signal on uh, when you want to make a turn like, yeah, you know that you do that, but it's become so automatic. It's so straightforward. It's not even something you really need to think about doing you. You're ready to turn you. The turn signal's already on. How'd that get on? I guess I did Yeah, so it's,
1: it's just muscle memory. Muscle
0: yeah. memories. So I wanted to talk about muscle memories as far as that. working from home today. I just have a few little tips that make a big difference for me that are oh, things I think that, that I did. that's great. So we can do that too if I, there's time.
1: I, I smell three acts here. Three acts, three sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? You know what I mean? Seven <laughs> meets three cheeses?
0: <laughs> that's that's the, right. The,
1: um, yes. I'm also reminded in that instance, well, I'll save it for the show. Okay. Um, But yeah, yeah. Roderick and I were talking about, I got two things related to that because it's always two things with me. Yeah. Um, One is that, um, uh, yeah, Roderick and I were talking um, just yesterday, April 6th, about uh, his kid learning to ride a bike. And um, I think it's what you're describing here is, uh, well, it's it's bigger than bikes or working from home. Bigger than bikes. Huh? Bigger than bikes. Bigger than bikes. Bigger than bikes, bigger than, yes. And that is a thing where how many times has this happened to you? Uh, Where you want to explain how to do something that you do a thousand times a day on the computer. And in my case, I have to look down at the keyboard, try to remember where I put my fingers when I do that 1,000 times per day. If i try to describe it to someone, I, I might as well be, uh, I don't know, like explaining how the lights in the control room at Chernobyl work. Because I look down and I go, I'm pretty sure, because I don't look at the keys. I'm not much of a touch typist. If I think about it, I can't touch type at all. If I don't think about it, I get 50, 56 correct words per minute. So I'm looking down and I go, oh, I'm pretty sure it's control, command, space. No, no. It's option, Command. I know how to do that. I just don't know how to say how I do that. Right, and I think that exactly. is a that is a form of expertise, which is a topic that has interested me for over a decade. How it is that one gets good at something without being able to necessarily describe how one gets good at something? Right, or and, yes, that's great, and that's where I have at least in my own nomenclature tried to differentiate between. Um, i feel like an expert at versus a master mm. there's one person who's great at it and there's one person who's great at it and can help other people get good to great at it right right that's what makes a good teacher yeah i mean a lot of people know english literature but not everybody can teach it um that's probably not a great example but with a bike you know trying to explain how okay <laughs> well, some, you,
0: a left field one
1: <laughs> english literature yeah chaucer
0: uh-huh
1: read a book The, um, the, the trouble is you try to say to somebody, okay, you're nine or you're eight or seven or six, you get on here and you put your butt on this little, this thing called the saddle that's going to hurt your taint. And then you start pedaling and then you'll balance. that's like, what? That's, that's like saying, flap your arms and eventually you'll fly. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And then once you do get going on a bike, the thing that I, I, in my mind, I remember being perilous is then needing to do, um... If you don't have handbrakes, you got to do the coaster brake where you like go backwards and push down real hard. Mm-hmm. Which is, if you've just spent the last 40 minutes getting good at pedaling forward <laughs> and staying balanced, <laughs> you've come so far from where you were 41 minutes ago. <laughs> right. But then you got to stop and you have to do the weirdest effing thing, which is like now, okay, now ride backwards real quick, hold down, push your foot down at exactly the right moment and try not to fall over. Change modes twice in less than a second and that you'll be good. Well, it's very difficult to do and you're going to fall down a lot. And maybe working at home can be a similar thing where, you know, again, the thing with expertise, I feel like is that there are things that are are such a no-brainer, you're you're not even consciously thinking about how you do it. You know, there's all kinds of things we do every day right? over and over. We don't think about how we do it. It becomes sort of, anyway, that sort of thing. Yeah, I would love to hear your tips for that. Can we uh, knock out some of this uh, follow-up real quick?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: This is all utterly unnecessary. Um, but you know, it's what, like Gandhi said, you know, almost nothing in life is, is, uh, is essential. And yet it's very important that you do it. Gandhi, the, uh, the
0: toxoplasmosis, uh, bacteria thing, the uh, parasite. Toxoplasmosis. Gandhi.
1: Toxoplasmosis. You about the cat poop thing where it gets in and changes your yeah, brain. Yeah, that's real. It's like when they inject the ants, the zombie
0: ants. Oh, I love the zombie ants. Love the Anything ants. that zombifies something in nature, my favorite yes. thing.
1: I was saying to my friend, Scott and Adam, you can make anything funny by adding the word prescription in front of it. Just look around. Look around you right now. Is there oh, I, something is... That,
0: that you could we could link and mention? A big thing no. that maybe no. no,
1: but like you could say, like, oh, you know what? You don't drink this. This is my prescription coffee. <laughs> That's funny. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, you can't use this. That's my prescription fork. <laughs> um and uh, and so my point being, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. I'm mm. not awake yet. Still gotta drink this coffee. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about that if you want. It would give me a chance to compliment you about fireside. Um The assignment last week, such as it was, uh, was to think about ways that you can potentially, and again, as ever, I hope this gets shorter and shorter every episode, everyone is different, nothing applies to everybody, I'm grateful for what I have, hakuna matata. But if you're in such a position, however busy you are, however locked down you are, however stuck you are, try and find projects uh, around your house uh, that ideally maybe you could even do with other folks in your house, but something that would keep you occupied, improve your environment, but very, I think the critical part, something that would improve your environment for what's very likely to be the next few weeks of more of this are there little projects, Mm -hmm. right? And the one that I propose is what I call, what I call the one drawer project. So Mm. your assignment last week was to go clean out one drawer and see how that, see how that makes you feel. So I want to talk about projects like that. D- Dan, do you in your house with your family, such as it is, do you, have you found little projects are you finding emerging patterns? Are you finding areas of potential improvement in your, uh, in your new life?
0: It's okay to say no. I, I mean, I th- think there's some things that are maybe improved and a lot of things that are just kind of the same. It feels like a perpetual in my house. And I don't mean this in a good way, but it feels like a perpetual weekend. Yes. <clears throat> and people, Absolutely. Who, people who know me know that I don't like weekends that much. They're fine. So like
1: weekends, don't like holidays.
0: Yeah. I don't like holidays, but the weekends are like little holidays. So I guess that's why I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, basically, you know, it just, things just kind of are moving at a weird pace and it's, it's easy to lose track of what day is, which now they canceled school here in indefinitely. And whenever I hear the word indefinitely, to me, that actually means what the word means. Indefinite means undetermined. It does not mean forever. Mm-hmm. It does not it means, mean never it means We again. don't know. We don't know the answer. I, I could say that the... I, the length of this episode that we're recording is indefinite. I don't know if it will be sixty minutes. It might be ninety. It might be forty-five. It could end uh, any second, and it might never come back. That's right. That's indefinite. But when people hear indefinite, what they really hear is forever. Right. They think oh, forever. I see your distinction. Yeah. Oh, they, you yeah. know what? Schools are canceled indefinitely. That means we'll never come back again. It's forever, or or or, or we can't see the end of it. And in mm-hmm. a way, that's true. But that's what it's feeling like in my house is like it's just sort of the weeks are and days are kind of undefined and, and kind of stretching out into the long Sunday afternoon feeling where you're not really sure. Mm-hmm. But they canceled the schools indefinitely here. But my kids don't go to a public school. They go to private school. So they're still essentially in school. They're just getting mm-hmm. a lot of home tasks. They have Zooms every day. Hopefully none get bombed and uh and and they have work that they're doing they have homework that they do they have assignments they have projects and uh and so in whatever way the school is attempting to continue and they also sent an email out that said that uh that they might just um they might just reconvene if this if the city or the county says it's safe to do it so you know other than that like stuff is just stretching out but but like I'm still really busy. I mean, I think you are too. Hmm. We both have jobs. Like I'm working full days. I know a lot of people have feel like, I, and I, but I'll tell you what, the rest of the world doesn't seem like it is working. It seems like the rest of the world, I bear, you know, I get only, I get very, very few emails now. Uh, mm-hmm. I get so
1: few, everything slowed down. Yeah. Wow. You touched on a lot of really good stuff. What was the phrase? What do you say? Sunday afternoon feeling? Yeah. Um, yeah, because it does. You, I think you nailed it. it it's there's, there is a very specific feeling of Sunday afternoonness. It's not a feeling I like. I'm one of those. No, people I don't who, like it. What, what, What's the term the youths have now? The Sunday scaries or whatever. I've always been. One <laughs> what, of those, what does oh, it
0: mean? What does that term mean? You could
1: Google it. I think it's a term where like uh, millenniums are talking about this feeling of dread that you get on Sunday night, which I've had my entire life. Oh, because it's Monday. Been, because Monday about lots of things. Yeah. I mean, let's let's enumerate. I mean, first of all, there's the feeling of as soon as you wake up on Sunday morning, it's like, okay, cool. It's Sunday. <clears throat> it is cool. It's cool that it's Sunday, but you enter into Sunday knowing that you're already more than halfway into the weekend and you're moving toward having to go back into the grind of things, whether that is elementary school, junior high, college, work, 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 uh, I, I, Sunday Scaries might be overstating it for me, but I've never loved the Sunday evening feeling. It's right. often made me pretty melancholy to be like, "Oh God, I have to." In the case of high school, I have to get up at like six tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My school starts at seven fifteen. It's yeah. Florida. Why are we doing this? <laughs> that feeling. So, but right. but at the same time, yeah, you're you're nailing something though. You're also you're also getting at something else that I think is important. Uh, to acknowledge and accept, which is when we're working together as a team, and let's say in the classic example, you're a knowledge worker at an office with lots of different people. We might as well get into this. Um, You are necessarily, you're in the game. You, You need to have your head in the game. You need to have your head on a swivel. You need to do so many things with your head. You need to be ready for whatever comes along and at least in military school, you know, I told you when I was in military school, when I was uh, 12, uh, in a formal setting, in a formal situation, especially if you're in formation, you, there were exactly three answers to any question that could be asked of you. There are three and only three answers. You either say yes, sir, you say no, sir, <laughs> or you say no, excuse, sir. <laughs> right, right. So um, you could say something like, uh, do you have a potted fern on your head? And you say, no, sir. And you say, well, why don't you have a potted fern on your head? You're not allowed to say, because that's weird, Captain. (laughs) You say, no excuse, sir, because that's what you're allowed to say. And a lot of times in an office, your only response to a lot of questions can be no excuse, sir, which is, yes, sir, chop, chop, I'll get right on it. Mm -hmm. What's interesting to me about this time is that given that people are necessarily, except except in fairly extreme circumstances, almost no knowledge workers mostly are in that same situation they were in, two months ago where you're at the office, you're working with people, you've got the flow of like expectations, even unstated expectations. And a lot of that's gone out the window in, I think in some ways a very cool way, just in the sense that I like this Sunday feeling of like being a little more cool with other people. I don't, I said to somebody yesterday, like I love that nobody's allowed to make demands of me right now Ah. or perhaps put differently Okay, let me put this differently. For myself, as somebody who works alone doing whatever it is that I do, um, I'm I'm pretty cool about responding to people. Like a stranger emailed me this morning to ask me to be on their podcast about a pop culture thing. Mm -hmm. When we're done here, I will respond to that person. I'll say, it would be my pleasure. I don't know you. I don't know this program, but that would be fun to do. And I'm in a mode, don't abuse it. But I'm in a mode where I'm trying to say yes to people who are cool and looking for some, in the same way that I may ask other people to do something cool and unusual right now, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's I feel what I'm trying to get at here is, at least for myself, I feel less compunction about either ignoring something or saying no, especially if the time that it would take for me to say, I don't have time to do this, <laughs> this is a classic, a greatest hits of Merlin is like, I don't even have time <laughs> to tell you why and that, I'm not going to do that. And I kind of, I, li- I do like that from where I sit because I'm not yelling at somebody to cut me a check. I'm not yelling at somebody to make sure <clears throat> some uh, expense report goes through or right. any kind of thing where I have a, <laughs> a direct stake in getting money, for example. Um, and I, that part of it, I kind of like, and it's it's just, it's kind of interesting. Do you remember, I used to love the feeling of when, what did they call it? You call it like open house but it was that night, usually in September, when you and, in my case, my mom, would go to school, and we would basically do a miniature version of my school day. Did you ever do this?
0: Tell me more. It's, it's,
1: like, parent, it's like parent night, parent-teacher night, kind okay. of open house night. And the idea is, not strictly an open house, because there's some formality, but, but you start out, and maybe you all uh, sort of decamp in the in the cafetorium. You say, welcome, parents. It's 1982, and 10th grade is springing up all over. Welcome to Gulf Comprehensive High School. Home of the Buccaneers. Or as it said on the misprint on the hats, the Buccaneers, because they only could afford one seat. Right. And then what you do, you say, okay, well, let's get started. Time, Ding, first period. For 15 minutes, you go, and um, the parents and the kids who are there go, Mm -hmm. and they sit in what would be their first period class. Right. You know, homeroom, Mm -hmm. et cetera, through the six or seven periods. And that's your, your parents get a chance to meet your teachers, ask questions. Right. See what your day is like. But do you remember how fun it is if two, three, four, five of your friends are also there and you can like <laughs> look at your locker, you can like run around. You're in like, it's, it's the usual rules are off. You're allowed to be in the hallways. Right. You you're in, in it, you're in a
0: place that is usually defined by its rules and now they're gone, but the place is still there and you're in it. You
1: run it, man. Yeah. It's like a lock-in. It's like yeah. you know, those Catholics love their lock-ins. Like <laughs> you get to go be in the midst of Christ, even as you're doing a little bit of light petting. How cool is that? <laughs> Just over the pants, just over the pants stuff. Look away, Jesus. Hmm. Shout, shout, let it all out, is what I would say. Um, Anyways, that feeling, it's kind of like that all the time now for a lot of folks. I'm not saying it's fun, but it is different. And I'm going to, at this moment, take my pretty little hand and put it right on the third rail of this article that I am not comfortable over much about discussing publicly but boy, it's been a real thinker for me. And this is an article from the Daily Beast uh, that came out yesterday. Uh, and I put it in show notes and I would like people to consider reading it. And then it's very importantly, not responding to me about privilege or, or insensitivity. Cause, Cause I want you to really read it like a person instead of reading it like a partisan. I would like you mm-hmm. to read this because it's a, it's a viewport into the weird life of people like you and me. And it's a Daily Beast piece called, if you have anxiety and depression, but feel better during coronavirus, you're not alone.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: It's super interesting. And I recommend people reading it. And again, I cannot, I cannot overstate this because one of you effing dinglings is going to yell at me about how you used to really like the show, but now my insensitivity has made you uh, look askance at anything I have to say because, <laughs> because you're in a mood.
0: Well, you sorry gotta, to loo- lose you gotta, them as a listener, you know?
1: <laughs> you, sorry to lose you as a listener. You got to be up your butt. You got to finger up your, you know? So if you have anxiety and depression, but feel better during coronavirus, you're not alone. And just the, the the log line on this. Uh, well, what is the actual log line? Uh, the deck. The coronavirus pandemic is a devastating mass trauma, but some people with anxiety and depression have seen their symptoms improve. And I think they get to the nut graph pretty quick. I'm using a lot of journalism terms. Well,
0: I was going to say, I've noticed my anxiety is a bit better so now i'm curious to hear what Um, what the conclusion is Well, i
1: mean one one you should all read i'm the the less stressed
0: out person that i know right now about this coronavirus thing and it doesn't make sense to me because i'm incredibly worried about getting any kind of illness all the time because i'm a germaphobe and i go to disney world at the peak of summer when the flu virus is supposed to be like impossible to get and i got it so like Right now, but right now, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not worried. I'm not saying I'm not worried about it, but I'm not worried the way that a lot of people that I know that normally are worried about nothing are worried right. about it. We were talking to a friend.
1: You're, you're lacking the usual, I don't mean to hijack your topic here, but I'm lacking a lot of the, what I believe is called freeform anxiety. Yes. I, I, I have not been, uh, I've never been diagnosed with GAD, but... I know it's a thing. Mm-hmm. A I have been anxiety. diagnosed with that. Okay. Tell, tell people a little bit about what generalized anxiety disorder is.
0: Generalized anxiety disorder is, I mean, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. You have anxiety where you have, you worry irrationally about things that could be events that are upcoming it could be...
1: Is it always one particular
0: thing? No, it's any. It's everything. Could it be
1: literally just anything? Literally just anything a- at all. Like anything it, could happen, and that is a source of worry, it fretfulness, would be called and anxiety.
0: The, I call it the what-if disorder. Yeah. In any given situation, if you this think, happens, well, what if this happens? If this then happens, then that
1: happens. Right. You could just take something like, there's an 80%... Well, let's even make it... There's a 20% chance that this thing will happen. But then, if that 20, 20% is still a big percent... Oh, Yeah. Um, and then if that happens, there's at least a twenty percent chance this other thing will happen. It only takes two or three of those before you're you're pretty sure you're gonna die on TV with literally your pants down.
0: <laughs> and the whole thing about it is that you. It all seems, even though there's a part of you that knows that it's not really rational to feel that way, there's still the rest of you that thinks, yeah, but I'm gonna die horrifically in this way. And it's and it's it's this constant sort of what if game of and everything kind of stresses you out a little bit. And 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 so at the end of the day, the what I told the therapist who diagnosed me with this was that it's like you're always wearing a backpack that's full of bricks and you can tolerate 20 bricks in your backpack but you never have less than 19. Ooh. And so as soon as one you're little like
1: this this close to Yes, right on the edge. Of like a panic attack or something something that will
0: impending doom. Yeah, The sword of Damocles is about to drop. And it's like you you put one or two more bricks in and you're completely screwed. You lose lose your temper. You get freaked out. Whatever it is that happens to you, you're like one or two bricks away from Mm -hmm. that happening. And that's kind of generalized anxiety disorder. But, you know, like, like I was going to mention, I I have a friend and she's normally like a chill, laid back person. She doesn't tend to worry very much. She's a she's a mom. She's, you know, got a, a kid about the, our kid's age. Maybe he's a little older and like I've never heard her worry about anything. She's like, eh, I don't care, you know, whatever. And she's completely freaked out right now. She won't go out of her house without tons and you know without she's doing the gloves and the masks and the and everything right everything they tell mm-hmm. you to do and and beyond and she's completely like but she's in a state of active fear and i feel really bad for her but like she's you know she goes to heb once a week that's all she's even doing and when so and what's a drugstore the heb is um is te- i would say texas's biggest grocery store they oh, okay is it really, pronounced teeb Definitely not, Um, and uh, and and so you know, like that's all that she's doing, and when and they only let like fifty people in the store. They've got (laughs) shields up in front of the thing, and so like and like she'll go with her mask and her gloves, and she there's no way she's gonna get anything. She's super prepared. But the rest of the week, she's just at home, just panicking. And like, mm-hmm. I, you would think that with me, with my germophobia and sense of impending doom always there, and you'd think I would be losing my mind. I'm the chillest person I know. I'm like trying to talk people down all day. Yeah. And I, it doesn't make sense to me. I have, I'll present a theory uh, for
1: myself, at least on, on that. In just a second, let me read just a little bit from this article that you're not allowed to talk to me about. You're allowed to talk to me about it. You're allowed to, to thank me for bringing it to your attention. You're not allowed to criticize me okay. about it. I'm not. I will not that. allow it. You, not you, <laughs> not you, the listener. You'll be banned. You'll be banned from the show, I got which is probably it. <laughs> fine because you never really liked it anyway. I never thought Tracy Morgan was funny. Shut up. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> do 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 talking here about Grace Weinstein. Uh, this woman. Um. Uh, as COVID-19, as COVID-19, the disease caused by the new coronavirus, uh, has spread around the globe. Many people found themselves struggling to cope regardless of their mental health histories. True that. To be clear, many, if uh, not most depression, and anxiety patients have seen their symptoms worsen. Um, it's not, and then a little further, it's not that I'm unaware of the terrible toll the global pandemic is exacting. More on that in a second. I've cried about it late at night. Like I imagine most have, I worried for my grandmother. Um, further down, next paragraph. And yet when I wake up, I don't feel as sluggish as I normally do. I feel the same way. I find it easier to get out of bed. The intrusive thoughts that normally buzz around my brain like flies on a feeding frenzy have disappeared. My family's healthy. I tell myself I am healthy. We all uh, we are all doing what we can. And for whatever reason, that has been enough. My mood has stabilized after years of oscillating between paralyzing anxiety and debilitating at times Societal uh, depression, uh, despite everything I realize I'm okay, more okay than I've been in years. That's a strange thing to admit, but evidently I'm not alone. So check this out, Daily Beast um, about anxiety and depression. Uh, and so I, I'm gonna try to put a little bit of uh, icing on this cake. Uh, I, I wanna say this, my feeling, the things that I'm very flustered about mm-hmm. are very much there. Um, in, in some part of my mind and my emotions, I don't know if I've ever been quite as flustered about something, but you know what's weird about it is right now, it's not that it's far away. It's actually very close. I can see, I can look at our dumb local paper and see what toll is being exacted upon the people of this city. And it's just, it's just so excruciating, but you know what it is? And again, you're so not allowed to be mean to me about this. It's really huge, but it's also really compartmentalized. And by that, I mean... That there is this entire sphere of uh, uncertainty and pain, international pain and suffering that is in some ways all I think about mm-hmm. in some ways, but mm-hmm. in this compartmentalized way. and it's it's not simply that it hasn't touched me because it has. And the I have plenty of anxiety about people I know whose livelihoods and health are heavily endangered right now, but it is somewhat compartmentalized. It is also, it is compartmentalized as against my ability to control what we have for dinner insofar as we have the ingredients for a thing. And so last night in an unusual move, we were going to get, we're trying to get delivery from local restaurants that we love. Yeah. Keep keep them going. Yeah. It's also an excuse to have really, really good uh, (laughs) spaghetti carbonara three times a week, which is not the healthiest thing. Right. But we really want that place uh, in West Portal to thrive. Uh, ordering books from Bookshop West Portal, <laughs> like doing what we can to keep West Portal alive. I wonder if the fortune teller who took over for Two Cats Comics is thriving. There's a fortune um,
0: teller in there now.
1: Yeah, thank God we got rid of that dumb comic store that everybody loved. Um, <laughs> now it's a medium. <laughs> um, wow. Have you gone? When I say compartmentalized, though, what I am also saying though, like what what I what I cannot and will not set aside, is this strange feeling of um, uh, entitlement power. What's the word I'm looking for? Feeling of freedom in the sense that because I know to a near certainty that almost everybody is freaked out about something right now, we are being more cool with each other. We're being less demanding with each other. And like I keep saying over and over, I I said this recently on that that You Look Nice Today, uh, California King episode, which is that I'm very squishy and vulnerable right now. I'm very, I find myself crying in a way that is really liberating. Go back three, four episodes. We talked about people, uh, the wires get crossed and your, your strong emotions get somewhat mixed together. As a man who's 53, it's nice to have a primary emotion that's not anger or feeling like I'm not appreciated, which mm-hmm. most men feel all the right, time. You can right. go look at the president. The president is very upset that he's not more appreciated. That, that is the curse, that is the affliction of older white men, including myself. Okay. I got a lot less of that right now, which feels great because there is this certain compartmentalization of you know what i can't do anything about people going to spring break on clearwater beach and bringing back a sickness that will affect that they will pass on to two or three people and that they in turn will then pass on to two or three people that's the math of very few people i feel have been doing all mm-hmm. along yeah and that's 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 really That's a bummer, but I do not control that. What I control in that liminal space between these two worlds of compartmentalization title is that I do have the ability (laughs) to be as safe as I can be uh, and to to focus very heavily on acting like I have it. That's the thing. You got to act like you got it. You got to act like you got it and you got to act like you care about not giving it to four or five people you love that are vulnerable. That's a model that works. It's sad, but it works. Guess what? I got that sorted. I am good. I, I, I'm staying inside. I'm wearing a mask. I'm tipping at least 25% on everything I buy. Nice. I'm trying to help. I'm spending money like a doorknob in a wet sweater. It's trying to huh. prop up whether that's tipping Stuart Wellington's bar, whether that's the food bank, whether that you ask me for money right now, you're going to get 50 bucks you know, due by Friday has started this thing called the mutual aid fund. We're trying to help people with money things or other things that they need. I'm not trying to say I'm a hero. I'm trying to say like, you know what? It's not difficult to help people a little bit and not be a dick. This is a great time for that. So what does that mean? Well, and then I'll pass back to you. I'm sorry I'm talking so much. I like um, this, but there is a certain regularity to what they're doing. That's it's not like a vacation cause it's not fun, but everybody's at home. We do have a schedule. When my kid wakes up in the morning, the official party line is that when she gets up at whatever, 6, 6.30, she can watch TV until 8 a.m. At 8 a.m. we turn off the TV. And there'll be other things that she does with screens during the day, but she's got homework. She's got a lot of homework to do. She does have the Zoom sessions. She will want to get into her enormous group chats where there's so many Animal Crossing memes that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. She'll do that. And we can turn the TV back on at, uh, I think currently it's 4 because it's, you know, it's usually 5, but... That's a schedule. There's schedules of like we got to figure out dinner, and that's become like a fun thing we do. We're like freaking Laura Ingalls Wilder, like sitting around on our on our little our, our little homestead in what Minnesota, and and like trying to figure out what our day looks like. The compartmentalization over here uh, is is crushing, crushingly sad. The weird compartmentalization over there is there are more things that we have control over now than we used to, and it feels kind of good. When's the last time you could like afford? do have mostly your own schedule for three or four weeks because that's, but it's kind of nice. It it means we can take a walk, right? You know, it means that we can tuck into four or five episodes of Parks and Rec or whatever that is. So anyway, we can explore this more. I'd love to hear about something you like. I just want to put this out in front of folks. Uh, Real talk, you know, I do hope everybody's taking care of themselves. Let's give each other a little bit of a break. There's just, there's just, there could be 19 strangers who say the nicest thing right now, but the one stranger who says a not nice thing and it seems hurtful, I'm vulnerable. So don't do that. I'm trying to help you. Whatever I'm saying, I'm trying to help you. <clears throat> and I'm trying to help me. <laughs> but let's not, let's not act like, uh, I wouldn't even call it virtue signaling. Let's not call, our need to lie publicly as part of our brand to be something that will keep us safe and happy right now. Let's take a break from that too. Let's try and let's try and get real for a minute and let's admit that we're all super screwed up right now. And let's cut each other a little bit of slack to uh, explore the different things that we're trying to cope and to, and and let's, I'm going to say, let's try to not shame people because they found something that makes them not sad right now. Um, I, don't, I think we don't need to have our brand be shaming strangers about things that we can't or don't understand.
0: That is very, plea. very. I like that.
1: Thank you. Uh, Dan, why don't you talk about something you like?
0: You know what? I, I would love to tell you about Eero.
1: Oh boy, it's an easy one for me. I'm going to try to shut up about this, but I got so much to say. About I would
0: love to hear what you have to say, but I mean, tell think, the
1: nice people what is an Eero? What even is an Eero? An
0: Eero is the Wi-Fi that your home deserves. And this is the thing. I have had so many people come to me and say, I'm working at home. This sucks. I can't get internet in any room, but the room next to my current router or whatever. Uh, Or it's nice weather and I'm working from home all day and I don't want to be inside all day and I can't go out to my back patio or I can't sit with the garage door open. I can't do anything because the Wi-Fi in my house sucks so bad. And you know what? It never mattered before because the only time you were using it was when you were checking email on your phone while you're streaming Netflix at night. And, you know, like that was it. You were plugged into the device. It didn't matter. Now people are wanting to do more in their house. Or guess what? It's not just you at home or maybe you and your kid, it's you and your two kids and your wife and a whole bunch of other people that are, you know, staying in your house now because you all have to be at home at the same time. So you've got one kid in one room watching Netflix, another kid in another room watching Netflix, your wife is watching one show and you're trying to get work done because you're, you know, streaming a Zoom meeting in the other one and you realize you all can't do it anymore and your Wi-Fi sucks. Eero is here to fix that. And they're they're responding to this situation. Eero Mesh Wi-Fi, this is how it works. It blankets your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi. You no longer have poor coverage anywhere. You don't have dead spots anywhere. You don't have buffering. You will have a strong signal wherever you need it. It sets up in just a couple minutes. You plug this into your existing modem or modem router box, your cable modem that's sitting there. It just plugs right into that. You've got this dead simple app that runs on your phone and it lets you, you can, you can pause Wi-Fi for dinner when you guys don't want to get alerts. You can control your children. It's still possible. You, you don't, you won't have Netflix buffering. <laughs> you and, can control your children. It's true. It lets you control your children. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't, you won't deal with the huh. Netflix buffering. You ever seen it where you hit play and like, it's super low resolution for like a few minutes and you're like, why is it doing that? That goes away. Your your kids won't say that their Xbox doesn't get the signal anymore. You'll be able to zoom all you want. This is what they're doing and for a limited time, Eero Mesh Wi-Fi is starting at just $79. bucks. i have never seen them do this before. Wow. Uh, and, and you can get your internet fixed as soon as tomorrow because they have uh, free overnight shipping with your order. The place to cool. go for this before you talk about your experience is Eero.com. It's spelled E-E-R-O, Eero.com slash back to work. Go there and you will support the show. But then when you want to get your free overnight shipping and the special deal that's starting at just 79 bucks, uh, you're going to use the promo code back to work and you'll be all set up over there. And uh, Merlin, what do you got to say about this?
1: Oh, I'll keep it fast. Uh It's just... The, the kind of the high level my take on Eero is for, for what it does and what it does so well, um, it's one of the most, um, user friendly, consumer friendly, uh, devices and services I've ever used. Um, so for example, um, my, uh, I was not involved in this decision, but it was determined that we should get an exercise bike, which I think was actually a good idea. So a bad so I put idea. Together, yeah, put together the exercise bike. Um, one of the cool things, just one of the many cool things, ERA does, is it lets you know if you choose, you get a push notification when a new device has joined your network. So we're using this terrible like Android screen on this bike to you know it's it's like a it's like a um, uh, what's the word we use nowadays? It's like a cheap version of a Peloton in some ways. Okay. Anyhow, uh, was trying to get on the uh, internet, hitting the the screen, and uh, before the bike. Told me it was on the internet. The my phone had a notification to say, "Hey, look, this device just joined your network." Is that cool? I love stuff like that. I love the ability to test my bandwidth. Uh, I'm like three fifteen every day, it tests my bandwidth, and I get a running sort of tally of how that's going. It's super easy to add people to the network. You can just shoot a QR code. It's it's great. Anyhow, uh, big fan. This is one. You know, I don't like to endorse too many things because then you can sort of glean the things that I'm not endorsing. But um, (laughs) I'll just tell you, I really love Eero and I have no qualms at all about actually legit recommending this product to people. It's very good. Eero.com. And then what what do they do when they go to Eero?
0: Eero.com slash back to work. And then the promo code back to work will get them uh, free overnight shipping. Like you could fix this thing tomorrow. Forget Amazon holding your non-essential packages for three weeks. You'll get this (laughs) thing tomorrow. So uh, go there and check it out. It starts at 79 bucks and uh, it's a great system. I love it. This is what we use and uh huge upgrade for, for your home when you need it most. Thanks, hero. Mm-hmm. Thanks hero. Buck, buck.
1: Early reach it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will talk about whatever you want to talk about. We could talk more about this stuff or we could talk about other stuff. Um, that's
0: probably enough for now. Right. I mean, I like it, but yeah, we can come back to it next week.
1: Um, did, uh, did you play any more with Descript, the podcast production app?
0: I looked at it a bit, but I know you mm-hmm. might have a little bit more to say eh, about just that. Just real
1: quick. I mean, you know, I'd mention to people, please uh, go at least have a look at this. the last week, um, so I've, I've uh, used... So Descript, as we mentioned last week, is a new-to-me podcast production app that has um, a lot of very uh, interesting features and a lot of novel or unique features, uh, things I've never seen, like... Like we talked about last week, it uh, when you pop, throw in a couple tracks of audio, like me and John Roderick, uh, it'll transcribe the entire thing. The transcription becomes something that you can edit. If you delete this sentence in the transcript, it deletes it from the timeline. It's so crazy. Um, the uh, my, my new my new friends Andrew and Dave uh, brought me into the beta for a new thing they're doing, a subscription service they're going to be offering called Overdub. That allows it to an AI trains on your voice, and you're able to create text. Um, from just typing (laughs) with different styles, like personalities, inflections. I want this to be, you know- That's insane. It is, it is. And it's still got a ways to go, but the fact that it just does work right now is bananas. And I've been playing with that. And speaking of You Look Nice Today, if you listen to um, the version of our first episode of California King that we put into the You Look Nice Today feed, it's got a little Mm pre-roll that I, I did- using descript so that's in show notes also you should listen to this podcast that podcast it's really good but uh but i was able to do that um what it's most useful for for me what i really see myself using is first of all just being able to go in and stuff like say remove all the filler words anytime in here you hear me or john roderick say uh or um take it out and then it gets not ducked but it gets i guess they do it in such a way that it doesn't sound unnatural it can take out your ums and uhs automatically because it knows that's the word you said there. And you can choose other kinds of filler words. It's it's just bananas. Uh, it's very, very smart. So anyway, we can talk more about that in the future. But um, I, again, I'm not compensated for this, but I am very excited about this app, this service. I'm very excited about this technology. Not for everybody. Uh, I mean, this is, I was just talking to Snell about this. I think he gave it a throw with one of his shows. It's not a Jason Snell kind of thing where you're going to have like seven people talking about Iron Man for four hours. Right. But it is super good for like two dudes talking about butts for an hour. It's very easy <laughs> to edit and work with. It's easy to drop in audio. It's easy to do fades and crossfades. Uh, and it's uh descript I'll put it in show notes. Uh, Dan, where would people find show notes for episode 472 of your back to work program?
0: Ah, uh, they can just go to back slash four, seven, two.
1: D E S C R I P T.com. They're app. On Twitter, but Descript.com, putting useful, it in
0: too, very podcasts. useful.
1: It's really cool. It's just I don't know. It's the kind of thing where, like, even if I had never recorded audio in my life, I would still play with it because it's that interesting as a technology, and it really is like magic. Um, what else? We talked about the drawer. We talked about so we got we could talk about listener notes, and if you want to talk about uh, you look nice today and fireside, we could do that as well. And I want to I give a couple go on, little, on uh, about it, a little
0: but, work from home uh, tips
1: and the work from home tips. Okay, listen, let's get this out of the way. Um, we have brought back uh, You Look Nice Today, and it's back, uh, which is a podcast uh, that my friend Scott and Adam and I used to do. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. No offense to anybody. Favorite thing I've ever been involved with, and I'm so excited to have it back. We have a new show. This, it's basically the same show, but it's a new show called California King. The neat part is, though, we finally unbusted the website for You Look Nice Today after years of being busted. And it is now hosted on Fireside. So you can go to www.youlooknicetoday.com. And uh, you can also go to www.californiaking.org. Those are both in notes. Please listen to our show. It's very good. And it will help people. Um, The reason I mention it here is I do want people to listen to it because I'm very proud of it. But also, um, I'm using Fireside. I didn't even tell Dan until... Two days ago,
0: <laughs> I, I you didn't even tell me. I, yeah, bear, I saw it on Twitter, and and uh, and you were telling me about it like almost serendipitously at the same moment. I thought you'd noticed it probably, no. and I imagine you're just <laughs> watching all those new accounts popping in every no, day. No, no, I don't. You're like, I know that guy. <laughs> Maybe I should, but I know I I don't. I really don't. This is uh, I, I'm not compensated for this again, but uh,
1: it's been a joy to use Fireside, like all the stuff that you make over the years. This I think this might be the stuff that. Well, you're good at lots of stuff, but the sorts of uh, sites that
0: you make are so was this,
1: was this started as kind of a bootstrap is this bootstrappy at some
0: point? hundred percent. Yeah. I just, okay. I, I stopped doing all the shows I was doing except this show um, uh, uh, road work. And um, I had one other one that I was doing. I, I stopped doing pretty much everything else to work on this for like a year and mm-hmm. it came out in like 2016. But I mean, is
1: it? Are you using Bootstrap? The the
0: ish Oh, um, that kind of Bootstrap. Yes, it is. Does use Bootstrap because Bootstrap was something that I found um, I could understand myself really well. I couldn't afford to hire a designer to to mm-hmm. design a custom. Yeah,
1: you don't need to make your own mustard system. anymore. Yeah, you know, it's like there's stuff out there that's real good that's still very customizable and bespoke. And we did but, customize like, no it. We did customize oh, it. But, but
0: you know, it's one of those things that like. I just wanted to get in there and build this tool. I wanted to build something that people would actually use. I wanted it to look nice. I wanted it to be consistent in the way that the interface operated, but I didn't need to reinvent it. So I, I did have a designer who helped me kind of, I, did they call it a theme or a skin? He, he spent a lot of time making it look mm-hmm. really good. Uh, but yeah, it, that's exactly right.
1: Um, it's been great to use. And so, what this is, I'll I'll let uh, if you'll permit me, I will describe the product that you understand better than I do. Uh, It's for people who make podcasts and want to put them out there. So historically, in the past, like at least what I would always do back in the day, is you would have a website somewhere. In my case, I had a Drupal website. (laughs) I'm so glad it's gone now. Um, but you'd have a site that people would visit. That site might generate a feed, but then the files would be stored somewhere. Like in my case, Libsyn some people, like even Mabim Bam, I think they're they're on Libsyn and their feed might actually be a Libsyn feed. But long story short, um, you've made a thing that makes it easy for people to have a podcast and other stuff. And the other stuff is important. So the podcast part is you get this amazing way to say, okay, here's an episode. This is what the episode is called. Got a nice, easy markdown interface for typing the notes. This is where you upload the um, the audio file. And then, you know, you can have uh, you have cover art or you can have banner art and depending on the kind of theme that you're using. And it's it's not too much but it's so much and dan i think is uh, like a lot of a lot of my favorite ios developers like them i think dan you are very good at providing a lot of power without having it all have to be in your face all the time like uh, there's a lot of folks who never need to click when they go to the create an episode page in fireside they'll never have to look at anything but that first tab but if they do look at those other tabs it's it's a it's a very wow experience whether that's using that headliner service uh, whether that's the ability to go in and have uh, sponsors that you can associate with an episode. You can even have, uh, what do they call it? Um, air checks or whatever, like timestamps for where the sponsor appeared. You can have collaboration notes with other people. It's it's meant to do all of those things. And I've, it's been really exciting. I would suggest people go and check it out. It's a fireside.fm and it's really good. It's It's been, I've spent hours every day on this for the last mm, two and a half weeks, trying to get everything in place. Um, I had to do stuff. This is no fault of yours, but like anybody who uh, has ever looked at you look nice today, if you're, you're the sort of person who looks at the screen while it's playing, we would often, maybe even most times do a slightly custom version of the cover art. Oh yeah. We would have the, our little, uh, our little boy with his flowers, but <laughs> also some kind of an image. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that Just does like Ozark. Rack.
0: Ozark stole that idea from you. Oh, did they? Yeah. At the huh. start of every episode of Ozark, they show like a little, Uh, the letter O and then it's divided into fourths and each one of the fourths has a little symbol that you can then look for. It's like a clue of something. Oh, that's so cool. I gotta watch
1: that. I gotta really watch that. Well,
0: they stole the idea from you.
1: They stole? no, 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 no. Um, but maybe, I don't know. I don't trust that guy. Um, so what else was I going to say about that? Yeah. So, but like you have this wonderful functionality where like, let's say you've got some busted ass website somewhere that's barely hanging on where well, you can start out by importing your feed and it actually all the way down to like, it didn't get the, the, it got the slug, didn't reuse the slug, but it did get all the episodes, which is what I really cared about. Not having to do all of that when you don't even remember the password for right. where all the files live. Um, but we did lose that art because that was being done in the Drupal part. So anyway, I had to go in and for every show I had to go in and I chose to redo all of those. There's a reason I've been spending like four or five hours a day on this for weeks. Anyway, it's been great. It's very exciting to have it back. It's been wonderful to use Fireside with it. Um, and I'll just slip something in the side door here. I mean whatever you're doing, I know you have your time constraints and your stresses and stuff, but I continue to believe it is worthwhile for you to look for opportunities to do something differently, to do something new, to do something cool. It could be a habit. Maybe you learn to play guitar, uh, whatever it is. Maybe you take out the garbage differently. Frankly, I don't care, but those opportunities are there. So one of the opportunities for me was like, Hey, me and my two other friends love doing this thing, but we haven't always had the time or the inclination to do it. And then we found the time and the inclination and I'm glad we did it. And maybe there's one out there for you too that'll make you feel good. So go make a thing and also check out fireside.fm.
0: Well, you're sweet to say it. Thank you. I am uh, sweet
1: to say so, yes.
0: (laughs) I appreciate you, Merlin. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about the second thing you like, please.
0: A second thing I like would be Audible. Oh, hello Audible! Now Audible hello. is working on really cool things, and uh, I, I think heard about this. They are doing cool things. A lot of people, when they think of Audible, I think that they're thinking, "Oh yeah, I can go get a book," and then you know that that's kind of cool. I can go hear a book, but they're doing something really cool, and uh, and and this is what they want me to tell you about. And I'm I think this is really cool. I actually started getting into this myself. So they Paul Rudd is in a, a comedy show. Now, this is this is a show. This is not a podcast. I want to be clear about that. This is mm-hmm. like, a, Audible has made its own like comedy show. It's called Escape from Virtual Island. It's a scripted <laughs> audio comedy. It's written by John Lutz of SNL and 30 Rock. So you know that it's going to be funny. And, Wait, uh, is, that, is that Lutz? Yeah, L-U-T-Z. No, John. but I mean, he's the character Lutz on 30 Rock. Oh my that, God, that's hilarious. Yeah, so, okay. So, There's also uh, the the
1: writer who they're always giving a hard time. Yes, that's him. Yeah, that's him. That's Lutz. That's him. Oh wow! And
0: uh, and and Jack McBrayer, Paul Pell, Amber Ruffin, and a host of other uh, really really funny people. And it is it is like a comedy adventure. It's set on a on on like a, a luxury resort island in the year 2038, where adventure seekers go to live out their fantasies in a custom made virtual reality simulation. Uh, but then a guest goes, I don't want to ruin it, but a guest Mm -hmm. goes missing and a whole bunch of other weird, crazy, funny things start to happen. Anyway, this is awesome. And you can get this along with a ton of other stuff, uh, for, for free for 30 days. If you go to audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, everyone knows how to spell audible, audible.com slash virtual Island that's how you go to get this you'll get a 30 day free trial you can listen to this thing there it's the only place you can get it it's very funny uh, also they have a, people want to text stuff I guess I don't I don't know why they do this but this is the thing you can do if for some reason going to audible.com slash virtual island is offensive to you you can text virtual space island to 500 500. And that's going to start oh, 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 your 30 days. I'm so
1: lost. Why would you do that?
0: I don't know because you don't want to go to a website, I guess. So we don't know
1: what'll happen. You could be offended by websites, but like 500, 500, you like five hundred five. You want to, you want to text the
0: word virtual space Island virtual to 500, Island. 500, and then you can also get there. Th- I don't know. You know what? I don't, yep. people <laughs> want to do it. They can do it. I don't care. Judge. No, it's I don't care. I could care less. Audible.com slash virtual Island. Very funny show, but there's so much more at audible, lots of amazing books to go check out too. So uh, thanks very much to Audible for making this show possible. Thanks, Audible. Bok Bok.
1: And he's also, he's married. Oh, he's married to the lady with the accent who's a writer um, in on 30 Rock. You know the one lady uh, in the writer's room? Anyway, that's a very good show. Um, I think we might want to bump letters because it sounds like we still need to hear about uh, Dan's uh, tips from Dan about working at home.
0: Well, there's just a few things that help I find... You know, I worked from home for, I think it was close to 10 years, excuse me. And, you know, when you start out doing it, it's like, well, you've got like your laptop and like you're at the kitchen table and very quickly, even, you know, even if you're starting out where you're single and you're just, it's just you, or maybe it's just your spouse. For me... I started out and my wife was, you know, she was going to her full-time job in an office and I was doing my newly found full-time job at home. And I did that by choice. And this is what we talked about, I think, last week. We made the choice to do this, but the people that are doing it right now didn't make the choice. Most of them, I would guess. Most people did not choose to work from home. Whether they wanted to or not is irrelevant, They didn't make the choice. It's also a
1: subtle. It could be a subtle distinction where, like, to me, like the stuff that I was doing when I started making web pages from our second bedroom in 1995, there was there was no reason to do anything else. (laughs) That job made total sense to me. Doing it in that room also made total sense to me. Well, why would I get an office? To go make web pages, the ultimate virtual activity, right? Basically, all I needed, all I needed was a Mac and an SFTP password. Correct. Uh, why I could do it from literally anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, just be a question of how quickly or slowly it, it, it uploaded. And so re- the reason I'm interrupting you to say that is that there are a lot of folks like my wife, where it's not a perfect thing for her to be at home. She is adjusting very heavily to like dealing with her staff. I mean, right. she's, got to, she's, got, she's in one of those positions where she's pretty high up, but she's got to deal with people up and with people down, so to speak. And that can be real tricky. The, the, her job was not designed to be done from the standing desk in our bedroom. And I think that's a distinction <laughs> work, <laughs> worth making. If you're somebody who's maintaining tables in MySQL, like you can do that remotely. If you're the sort of person who where 40 to 60% of your job is managing other people, that's a good deal more difficult remotely. Yes. Oh, Yes. So anyway, sorry, go.
0: No, I mean you make a great point. And that is when you're when you're managing people or interacting with people, that's one thing. But even just in your own in your own personal experience, in your own environment, there are a lot of things that you can do that set the mindset. Like I, I think most people who are suddenly working from home, they're I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess. They're waking up and they're putting on a pair of sweatpants and a t shirt. They're lounging around a little bit, they're taking their time, they're wearing the sweatpants and the t-shirt all day. If they even shower, they're showering like at three or four in the afternoon or something where my advice and my own this is based on my own personal experience, is At least for me, this made a lot of sense and helped. But human beings in general are are generally creatures of routine. We, We thrive when we have routine. We don't like when routine is really forced upon us. But to have a routine helps us frame our perspective on the day. And most people don't have the luxury of having an office at home the way that you would if you said, I'm going to work from home now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set up this spare bedroom as my office or the garage or the attic or the basement or whatever, wherever it is that you have set up. If you're a a home worker, you've got a plan for this. You say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go get a desk now. And wouldn't bookshelves be nice in this room, too? And Mm -hmm. you know what? I need a chair that's comfortable, that rolls with nice wheels. Like these are the things you do. And then you're setting it up and you're creating this environment for yourself. A lot of people who are now working from home are like, I am at my kitchen table or I am at my dining room table. That might not be something that you can change. And you also are thinking, well, here's that word, indefinite again. I'm doing this indefinitely. So, do I invest five hundred bucks in a chair that's going to be comfortable? I can't answer <laughs> those questions for you. But what I can and tell you, this is
1: indefinite. Is, I mean, that's a lot to spend on an indefinite chair. That is
0: right. The, the, <laughs> this is so true. But yeah. you know, I think that um, I think that there are some things uh, that will will help people that they can do without spending money. And so, one of those things is getting that semblance of a routine back. I mean, I have said, and you have said for years, it's so important not to mix work with the rest of your home life. And that means, you know, set up a dedicated space where you do your work so that you can have a mindset that this is the place that I go when I'm doing work. If you do have yeah, a spare to, bedroom. To achieve
1: even even the most modest kind of modal shift.
0: and And don't laugh, dude. Do it in your, like work in your closet, work in your attic, work in a place Uh that's separate, that you don't already have a, God forbid, don't, if you can help it, work anywhere except your bedroom. Now, I know there's people in New York in their studio apartments where the whole apartment is their bedroom. I'm sorry. Find a corner or a table or whatever face a wall that you normally wouldn't face, whatever, but make an environment a little bit different for yourself. If you are lucky to have that spare bedroom, do do the work in the spare bedroom if you can. You know what? My kid spends the whole day in our den. That's where he does his schoolwork. That's where he plays his video games. His room is empty except when he's sleeping in it and he's got a <laughs> nice desk in his room. You can right. go and sit at that desk while he's not in the room. And work from there. I'm saying find we're doing, another place. We're actually place. doing a
1: fair amount of that, like hustling around different really? locations. People get attached to a certain area and kind of claim it. Now, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. It's the the. I mean, just to tease out a little bit of what I think is the sort of psychology behind what you're saying. I you know I, I um, I've been blessed, uh, privileged. I don't know something happy to be able to have the kind of stuff that I can do at home and for a long time. That was primarily writing, which can be done anywhere. And yet it's not, right? Mm-hmm. Think about how much of the day everybody in America spends not writing. Well, that's probably on purpose. It's much easier to masturbate or make beans. And so if you need to write, though, you need to develop a kind of personal uh, integrity and structure about how you work. Or what? You could just be somebody who goes, I'll just write what I feel like. I want to get the muse. But like, if you got stuff to do and you're writing for a living, you're going to have to, wait in a way that is very unsympathetic to most other people. You're going to have to get your mind right about what you're doing. And you're going to have to know that when I sit down at this place at this time, this is the writing time. Not everybody does that, but everybody, almost a lot of the people who succeed with that have that sort of work ethic. Again, I really recommend the wonderful book on writing by Stephen King, where you, when you get a view into Stephen King's work ethic. Uh, you'll be ashamed forever because it's really quite remarkable. <laughs> After he got run over by a van, he found a way to like when he could finally sit up, be able to write his 5,000 words a day that he right, does every right, day. Right. You don't do that by accident. You do that by having a sort of, use that word integrity. You've got to have an integrity with yourself about how you're conducting your work. Even if it's work you don't love that you were close to quitting <laughs> weeks ago, I don't know. Um, you need that, the, having that structure and having that compart, not compartmentalization, but that uh, modality where like when I'm sitting in this chair, I'm doing the work. It's so important. And it may not even seem important until you've gotten into the habit of it. At first, it might seem pretty arbitrary, but it really, it, whatever you can come up with to make this the place where you work, it's not going to be perfect. N- it never is. But I agree with you. It's, it's so important
0: another little thing that, that I found that at first, when a friend gave me this advice, I thought this was absolutely insane. So he was, he was a, uh, a writer living and working in, uh, in New York, I think Brooklyn. And, um, and this is back before everybody had video chats all the time. And even before we were doing tons of stuff with Skype and everything else. And, you know, it was, it, it, it was rare to get a, um, to get a picture of, a of a friend or something like that you knew only online and like they'd send mm-hmm. you a picture of themselves or their setup or something. And this was like a very novel kind of thing to do at the time. And, uh, and he sent me, I said, um, you know, I said, Oh, I'd love to see what your setup is like working from home. Cause I was just starting to do it and I wanted advice. And he said, sure. And he sent me a picture. The guy's sitting there in a suit jacket and a tie in front <laughs> of his. And I'm like, did you dress up for the photo? He's like, no. <laughs> you going to a
1: funeral. Later? And
0: I, I, and I'm like, well, what, what's the story? He's like, I always dress up every day. This is how I, I dress. And, um, and this is what I wear. And this is how I do my work. I'm like, but you're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. He's like, but this puts me in the right you're, mindset. In some ways
1: you're having two different conversations where he's like, well, I do this. Cause this is what I do. And, and your conversation is more like, well, why would you
0: do that? <laughs> right. You're acting like that's normal to wear a suit jacket and tie it, in your house. Exactly. But what, what I took, I modified that. And what I took, it, to mean is still have a routine and still be presentable and so what i have done every single day regardless of whether i'm going to my little studio now or whether i'm uh at, at home now or whatever it is that i'm i'm doing i say now in you know kind of past tense there because we're not allowed to go anywhere but you mm-hmm. know what what i still do is i will still wake up in the morning at the same time that i uh, you know what i'm like 30 i sleep 30 minutes later than I was, but I'll still wake up. I'll still go downstairs. I can't go to the gym right now, but I go and I, I, I row a lot more. Um, You would probably do your exercise bike or whatever. You go outside and go on a walk, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. do, do the exercise thing that you do for the day, then uh, shave and shower and get dressed in, in regular clothes. Not, I'm not saying you need to put on a suit and tie. I think that's a little silly, but if that helps you then do that. But you know, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt right now and I have socks on like, I'm, yeah, I'm ready Mm -hmm. to, uh, I'm ready to, to go. And you know what, if, if all of a sudden they said this whole Corona thing is it's done now, you can go, I could put shoes on and walk out the door. My hair is, uh, is as good as it could possibly be anymore. And I'm ready to (laughs) meet the world. And that makes a difference because I feel like I'm ready to do something. Whereas if I was just in sweatpants and uh, the shirt that I slept in, uh, or a robe, I would probably not feel ready to do anything. And so when I sat down, my mentality is going to be different and my mindset is going to be different and I'm not going to be in that state of mind that I'm ready for the day now. I've got my cup of coffee and I'm ready to begin the day. I wouldn't feel like that. I would feel like, well, it kind of is like a weekend, right? And like, I can hear my kids in the other room and it sort of feels like, you know, I'm not That's that, a good point. Not that like motivated. You're going have
1: to, you have to
0: develop some,
1: f- all kinds of, we have, this is an elephant in the room is that you will have to develop certain kinds of filters, many of which will not succeed, but you're going to have to be okay with the fact that you are not alone in controlling your entire environment, which is. You know, it's so rare for anybody to totally control their environment. But yeah, there's gonna be things that come along. But it's also, I mean, not to cut to the chase here, but it's also a great time to realize what's essential about what you do, what is inessential about what you do. And again, this is just that Merlin point that you're gonna hear over and over, which is, this is an opportunity for you to notice things you were never allowed to notice before. You don't even have to change anything about it. But like, you might, like, I, again, th- that sleep thing is huge. Some people yeah. are sleeping terribly I'm sleeping better than I've slept in a really long time. I'm going to bed earlier, I'm sleeping a little bit later and I'm sleeping more deeply. And um, that, I'm not sure exactly why, but I think the the slight reduction in my anxiety Mm -hmm. is part of it, but for everything, with your job, I mean, even if, I hope you care about your job, I hope your job is meaningful to you, but but you will need to increase, I don't think this is all gonna go away anytime soon. Optimism has left the room. Like, I I think we really need to be hunkered down for this to go on for a real long time. And, you know, you would be nuts not to utilize this time. Well, think about World War II. Well, guess what we discovered? We discovered women can work in factories because we needed them to. That's right. It was out of necessity. But, I mean, there's whole books that have been written about that um but you you know utilize this opportunity anyway more things so you're talking a lot here about the nuts and bolts of the setup yeah. what what do you what do you recommend for people who are not used to well at the very least having their family around like what do you do to get focused on what you need to do do you, do you go someplace where you can shut a door does it depend? Like, what do you, what do you do when you're getting set up at home to make sure the work you care about is getting accomplished?
0: I mean, that's great. It's a great concept to question to ask. <clears throat> I think a big part of this is, is, you know, especially if you have kids, it's easier if, if you're just surrounded by an adult, adults or other adults, but if you have kids like they think, you know, <laughs> dad's home, it, it, feels, the weekend too. <laughs> it feels like a weekend, doesn't it? Yeah. And so dad, yeah. uh, dad, so in uh, witcher, dad, 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 in witcher, <laughs> which armor should I have? Dad, which armor should I upgrade? Because if I use the cat armor and uh, then I, ha- it's going to be red and I have to dye it black or should I just stick with the, uh, the, the, <laughs> you know, I'm like, listen, you know, I, I can't help you right now, but you're just sitting there I'm like, no, I'm looking at my computer. I'm working on something. Right. But like, you're just sitting there, dad, like you're accessible. And so it's reducing (laughs) that, you're not even on the phone. (laughs) That's right. It's reducing that accessibility. And if that means having a little, a little family meeting, a town meeting where you say, uh, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm home now, but that doesn't mean that I'm home. I'm still going to go to work and work for me is in that room. And when I'm in that room, uh, you know, it's like Jack Nicholson says, when, when I'm in here, I'm, I'm working, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and so they need to understand that they need to know that means that I'm not here. Essentially, I'm busy. I'm doing a thing. Now, if all you have is a corner of your dining room table because you're not set up for this, then you tell your kids or whoever, when I'm at, when I'm here at the dining room table sitting here. That means that I'm working. It might look like I'm not working because I'm I'm staring at a screen, but I'm still working. You know, like this is work. Yeah, it might this not is... look
1: like I'm working because I'm still getting back into the flow of right. the time you interrupted me to talk about cat armor.
0: That's right. And so, you know what you do? You do something where, you know, and, and here's what I highly recommend, and I can even find the pair uh, that I use. I have noise-canceling headphones. So the same ones that I've used for years when I travel, but I use them a lot at home. They're noise-canceling headphones. I have the Sonys. A lot of people like Bose, but the I can-
1: WHM, blah, blah, blah. I
0: have to look up which one I think I think that's probably the
1: ones. That, do they do they take forever to pair with a new device? Uh,
0: yeah. Um, but
1: they're great. They're the greatest noise-canceling
0: headphones I've ever used. Which ones overlook. do you have?
1: WHMX x
0: blah 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 going um, look them up. The, yeah, no. here they are. It's yeah, the yeah. I have the W H one thousand XM two. I imagine that's what I have. Uh, they were very expensive, in my yep. opinion, and there might be better ones out there now. They're like three hundred something bucks, yep. but that's I pretty sure that's what I've got. Yep. Love them. They are and they're amazing. so they're so comfortable. So yeah. comfortable. Now, a friend of mine recently got a pair uh that is like a a knockoff of these and i'm trying i'm looking through my amazon history right now i highly recommend the okay this is it yes um these are the anchor soundcore life q20 hybrid active noise canceling headphones wireless over ear bluetooth headphones 40h playtime high-res audio deep bass memory foam ear cups for travel home office Uh. they are 70 dollars and I and, uh, have 3,000, five, almost five-star ratings. I'll put them in the show notes, too. Um, these are... The
1: WH, I have WH1000XM3.
0: So that's pretty close to what you've got. Pretty yeah. close. Put those in the show notes, too. Because- also, uh,
1: the, another good, uh, less costly one, as long as we're uh, pimping for that affiliate dough. Plantronics <laughs> Wireless Noise Cancelling Backbeat Headphones Black & Tan Pro 2. Uh, those are 138. I've got uh, two pairs of those. I bought one for my wife. Uh, Those are less costly and uh, easier to deal with. And the range is crazy.
0: Yeah, I always freak out about the range. So these are, they have Bluetooth. You can also plug them in. Um, and, uh, and that was the appealing thing for me about the ones that I got is some of them, m- m- not all of them can be plugged in. I'm not sure about the ones that, that you oh, recommend. Yeah. Both
1: of these, both of these we're describing do come with a cord. So if you're on a plane or whatever, you so important,
0: that. cause you need that for the plane, but you're going to love these. The, the key is they have to be, um, soft ear covers. They have to fit over your whole ear to really cancel out the noise. You and do if not, you're wearing glasses, it's, yes, you know, yes. there's all that stuff to think about. So these are all good recommendations. Whatever pair you get, get one of these and put turn it on. It's going to make the noise of What's the your, house yeah, I mean, let's, go away. To,
1: to return to the point though, you're getting at something very important, which is, so in the same way that you might, for reasons in college, put a necktie on your doorknob, <laughs> uh, you <laughs> put your headphones on when you're at the kitchen table, which is now your office. I remember hearing, I cannot find this to fact check it, but I do in the 43 folders days, I remember hearing that in Japan, it was acceptable and respected that if you were having a crazy busy day and couldn't be interrupted, you could wear like a sash or like when you walk around, the sash is basically says, please don't talk to me unless it's crazy important. And and you know not to abuse it. You're not gonna do it all the time, right? right. All of those things are signals to other people that now we're in the work mode. now can feel very rude to do that. For, for people who aren't headphones people, and I don't know how anybody is not a headphones person at an office, I, it's bewildering to me, but if you're the sort of person who's like, why, was everyone got headphones, It's why can't I just go up and ask them how the weekend was? Well, they're letting you know this is how I work. Well, I didn't choose to be in this open office that sucks, and I need to work. I've got to go do things in spreadsheets, so I'm putting on the headphones. The headphones tell you, could you please minimize the attention Grabs that would normally be okay in that situation, when the neckties on the doorknob, you know, it, it lets people know you, you know, you, you once got busy in a Burger, Burger King bathroom, and then, and in the <laughs> case of, in the case of the uh, whatever that is, the, the sash, the headphones, the whatever that is, we need to be able to talk about this with the people in our house, and it should go for everybody. Everybody's gonna need some private time, and they're gonna need some uninterrupted time. Um, and yes, let's all be cooler with each other, but like it, we need to have, the, I do feel like we need to have the conversation about not just when dad is working, not just when mom is working not, whatever, but also when like, I'm just going to go play Minecraft and like, don't bug me. I'm going to go sit in the closet with these headphones on. Is that kind of what you're saying? It's yeah, like, that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean it's you're it, signaling that I'm in the don't bother me
0: mode. Right. You know? When when the headphones descend upon me, the cone of silence has been the instituted. Cone and, the cones of Dunshire
1: have been called in.
0: That's right. And basically you just, you know, if if you see these on, then mm-hmm. it means don't don't talk to me. I'm working. And I promise. If these I headphones
1: will, are a rockin'. You know, don't don't come a knocking.
0: But if there are other people, you can also help set their expectations and you you can give them a schedule approximately. If if this
1: van is still across my (laughs) windowsill.
0: Yes. Yeah. If you see a
1: closed door, (laughs) uh, it might be that I killed a. Okay, so uh we need to go. Um I wanna I, I want to
0: say thanks to our final uh sponsor. I know,
1: and I want to talk about this show art that I sent you. This is so this needs to be our show art. I like It's an it. image from an article that I sent to John Syracusa for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's a woman uh dealing with working from home. And so she's not only poor thing, she's not only doing the thing where she's like at the kitchen table, she's taken an IKEA style children's yes like tea party table and put it on top so that you know that, that the the most basic thing i know about rsi i mean obviously you know try to move around sometimes you know readjust your eyes all that stuff but the thing i know that i'm conscious of is are my wrists above or below the plane of my elbow like at the very least in your in your ergonomic setup is that your wrists should live below the height of your elbows mm. You know what I'm saying?
0: Can you yes. just imagine that?
1: So like a robot, put your hands out at a 90 degree angle. Okay. Now, if you put your hands down a little bit so that they're below the plane of where your elbows are, that's better for you. <laughs> if if they're above the plane of where your elbows are, that ain't ergonomic. She's got two laptops. She's got an Ikea, a pink Ikea children's table. And <laughs> it's about at the level of her neck, her laptop.
0: It's so bad.
1: <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> It's so. I know bad. she needs to for reasons, but don't do this. Mm. Dan, tell me. Thank you for your tips for helping people with their with their home life um, and their vans.
0: Uh, tell me the third thing you like. <laughs> it's going to be it Squarespace. It it's oh, so good. A good one. It's a good so good. One. Turn your cool idea into a website. You can showcase your work. You can blog. You can sell products. You can do anything you want to do that's possible on the web with Squarespace. I'm telling you, it is an amazing... I'm working on a Squarespace site now for a new little project it's so fun to just dive into this. They have got, you can spend a whole day just messing around with all the different themes that they have and tweaking them and customizing them and picking the one that's just right for you. And what's nice is that the content that you create, the stuff that you put into Squarespace lives independent of the design. And this was kind of a Holy grail thing for a long time is that you can go uh-huh. and change the entire website's look and feel and all your content stays the same. And it's right there. It in it, and it used to be, it was all in a text file back when John Syracuse was making websites
1: before Pearl, was even useful. That's right. (laughs) You just have everything right to, he had one thing where he had, he wrote a forum where everything wrote to one text file. That's how it used to be. You didn't have a a choice of presentation layer, data layer, et et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they really do that. If you want to change the way this page looks, that is different from changing the way that this page uh, is and exists and the content on it. It's like it's in layers, it's all abstracted and it's all still drag and drop. It's a joy to use.
0: So nice to use. They've got great support. If you do have questions, it's 24-7 support. And uh, and they, they they are there to help you out if you need help. And, um, you know, we're in a world now where you can make things yourself. You don't need to spend a ton of money. And there are people who are launching projects right now who are still starting businesses, who are still coming that, that, up that, with that, apps.
1: That, that, restaurant, that restaurant that I ordered uh, Carbonara from three times in the last week. They're a <laughs> Squarespace site. I went all the way to the bottom and said, ha, ha. This is a beautiful site. And you know, the bottom says
0: powered by Squarespace. There Boom. you go. So they are offering a, spicy a, fr- meatball. <laughs> a free trial. Uh, and when you're ready to launch, they have a promo code for us that will get uh, 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And the code is it's your show. And of course, you're going to go to squarespace.com slash it's your show and the promo code it's your show. I just want to be clear. There's no apostrophe in there and it's all mm. one word together. So, don't get fancy. Just, it's your show. One word that's going to get you the 10% off your first purchase. And, uh, and I really do appreciate their support, especially right now. But it's a great time to start putting your idea together. When the world starts over again and reboots again, your business is going to be there. Oh, this is a lovely, uh,
1: a lovely you site this? you've just
0: sent me. Look at that. Oh man, they
1: make a carbonara. They also do a, uh, God, I really hope they're not closed for good. But they specifically had said like, hey, you know, we're hurting, you know. Yeah. Please still buy food and have it delivered. So I'm like, yes, you bet. My daughter will have the lasagna and I will have the carbonara.
0: Love it. And it looks very good. Uh, and that's, that's the thing so is good. like- like West Portal, save West Portal. Save yes, West this Portal. is a Squarespace site. Can you believe it? Well, thanks very much to squarespace.com <laughs> slash it's your show. Promo code, it's your show. Thanks guys.
1: Next worst, babe. Buck, buck.
0: All right. Mm. Winded. Winded. You need to lay down. I bet.
1: I might need to lay down. They've also got one in San Carlos, which means Saint Carl.
0: (laughs) That's what that means.
1: (laughs) I think so. Mm. Am I being racist?
0: No. Hmm.
1: Um. So there's that. What else? Uh, Go on Fireside. You look at the script. Please go uh, listen to California King. Uh, we just recorded another episode yesterday, so there's oh, more on the way. Good, and and please be very nice to me, and I promise I will try to be nice to you.
0: I like that. Let's end on that one. All right.
1: Okay. Let's button this up.
0: Love you, Marilla, I love man. You. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, all right.